Hey y'all, it's Dark Sugar Podcast. We asked you guys what you wanted to discuss regarding relationships. You guys came all the way through with these questions and these topics. Um, Rachel and I, Rachel's here. Woo! Rachel! Finally, I got her on. She's been working that nine to five, slaving away from the white man, but on her spare time, she is doing this podcast with me and I'm so glad to have her back because your insight is always just so dope and i just love listening to what you have to say so we're gonna just jump right into these questions and topics one okay so someone asked ghosting is it ever okay Ugh. no yes okay i've been ghosted before everyone has i left that nigga on red because i felt like it Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. it's totally okay <laughs> Okay, it's okay, but when it's done to you, like, doesn't feel good. Well, okay, that's the thing. When you have a relationship, when you've built something with someone prior, don't be ghosting them acting like that doesn't exist. Or at least, like, communicate, I need space. Communicate, I'm going to, like, not, I don't really want to talk right now. True. You know, if you've spent, if you live together with the person, if you've, if you've had, you know, you know, if you've gone there in conversation with them, not just, you know, sexual... Th- I, it's okay to be sexual with someone and then not really be deep with them. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you, like, converse deeply with someone and you share your Don't fucking ghost them. Right. Talk about it. Okay, but I've been in situations where it's like, you know, hookup territory, not really serious they ghost me after i ghost them after whatever and it it kind sometimes i'm like really like you could have just said something or if you didn't want to talk to me why'd you say it why didn't you just say so but then i've done the same thing where i'll not respond because i guess you know what it is Ooh, it might low-key be respect thing i just don't think i respect their feelings or time and maybe they don't respect mine when it comes down to it so you know ghosting we've all i mean not all of us but i'm sure most of us have had experiences on tinder all those dating apps you know people ghost you all the time they don't respond to your messages or whatever but i i do wish communication i do wish our generation would practice communication just yeah a little more even on the smallest scale like it's okay to text someone back and be like look not interested Mm -hmm. versus a ghost you know i think we're afraid of conflict definitely that's why we don't want to communicate yeah actually i'm okay if you just let me know yeah and the thing is when you care about someone in a relationship you want to know like Mm -hmm. even when they're feeling bad about you want to know when they feel some type of way about you just because you want to know about if they're safe if they're emotionally Mm -hmm. stable like that's and timing you mentioned timing i don't it's not it's a respect of timing yes but it's also like do I have time? Am, is this... Is me responding, do I have the time to even respond? Yes. With not, I'm not even necessarily thinking about their time, like, sometimes had, when I don't mean to be disrespectful. I've definitely... I'm talking... I guess when I say ghosting, I'm talking about you're looking at the message and you don't respond. Like, you definitely had time. You're just yeah. not responding. Yeah. So... So then is it a factor of you not having time or you just don't give a fuck? No, it's like both. It could be both. Sometimes I don't have time 
but also sometimes <laughs> I don't think it's the right time. <laughs> the right time to tell to someone talk. that you're not interested? No, 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 no. I don't think I ghost people because I'm not interested. Oh. I also ghost people when I'm not interested. Right. But some people who I've actually, I am interested, I just oh. don't want to talk to them right now. Like, in the moment. I run into all, like... I'll see you when I see you, you know, like, and we're so cool, but like, we don't need to text, but oh. I should, but I should, I, I'm all for communicating that to them. Like, Hey, I, I see you. I hear you. Thank you for your message, but, um, I'm going to need some space. Like, let's meet up next summer somewhere where we usually okay, meet. Okay. Right. Oh, so some of it, it's the fact that there is a mutual understanding. You actually don't really need to say anything yeah okay like we're chill mm-hmm. and like yeah i feel that dang so what's the next question i hate being ghosted it's so rude but i do it too okay um ooh, ooh, ooh. how to get rid of a narcissist relationship just get the fuck out that's how you get rid of it yeah <laughs> you need to cut that shit off there's nothing like a narcissist, y'all. They're the most manipulative, in denial people ever. And when you encounter them, it will it will throw off your whole vibe. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It'll and throw off your whole vibe. They are the biggest hypocrites. They will judge you for something that they will do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's whack. It'll kill your self-esteem. It, 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 it'll... If anything, I've seen it more times than not turn into an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, you know, so someone who's a narcissist in a relationship, it's just that love could be there. They're just, they're just so up their ass. They can't express it. And you don't deserve that. So if you're in that type of relationship and you realize the person that you're with is a narcissist, um, you know, and in in narcissist in the mental health aspect. Yeah, narcissism is a personality disorder. It's actually one of the categories of personality disorders. So it's not their fault, but the fact it's mm-hmm. their it's the people's fault when they are in denial about it and when they don't see it as an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not their fault if they actually are like upfront and and say, you know, actually, I need to work on this. Trust your intuition when you are thinking, like, I might be in a narcissistic relationship. I might be with a narcissist. Trust your intuition because it's usually on point. Yeah, you don't want... Yeah, you don't need that negativity in your life. 2019, we're on that glow up. We're on that it's about me, take care of me vibe. Um, So anyone that's in your circle, in your life, that's not benefiting you, helping you grow, learn, and be blessed, fuck them, literally. Um well said uh okay so then we got the okay ghosting we just talked about ghosting why is it so easy for a person to to detach from a relationship so detach so man i should have asked for clarification so they do they mean detach while they're in it you're in a relationship and you detach from or detach from the old one yeah or detach from an old one like you broke up and then you're like bye well i can speak on Let's do the the latter first. Let's speak on detaching from an old one. I think people need to move on. They want to start over. They mm-hmm. want to kill the old and mm-hmm. be reborn. Mm-hmm. And 
They don't want the memories. They don't, they want to forget and forgive and then move on. In terms of detaching in a, do you want to speak more on detaching from a relationship from a past one? From a past one, like it already happened and you're detaching. Um, you just realize it wasn't for you Mm -hmm. and you just, you know, you just let it go. Now I, I can see how you being, you maybe being the person that's watching someone detach. It might seem really easy for that person. You're like, wow, how how did you just easily just do that? Easily move on from me. Easily mm-hmm. just forget me. And, you know, moving on is definitely um, moving on from anything is a section of life that is interesting. It feels like a weight's been lifted off your shoulder. You almost, you know, of the thoughts stop, the, the care, you know, stops, but whatever that reason is i think it's a personal reason for that person and you know when someone detaches from you from a relationship it's not always your fault it just is what it is whether they're just not interested whether um you know they just can't do it anymore uh you know because i i've definitely been in relationships where all of it's going good and all of a sudden i'm just not in it Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened i'm just not there anymore um you know mentally or physically or whatever and you can't take that too hard when that happens you know it just is what it is sometimes (sighs) okay what's the next question the next one is oh i lost it okay why do men want to be chased now when did this trend start Uh, oh my god Oh, I think that they want to be they want to be seen uh, as worthy. They mm-hmm. want to be loved and taken care of as well. Mm-hmm. They want to be seen as attractive and they want to get their ego stroked also, you know. Trying it's all it's I think being chased and manipulating someone, you know, and kind of like ghosting them but then coming back and then ghosting coming back, that is not healthy. But I understand why maybe they don't want to be tied down also. Like, a lot of people want to be single. Mm -hmm. And so, like, being wanted and being chased and, like, having a lot of options, I think, I think that that's, you know, something that goes through their mind. But when it, when this person asked, when did this trend start? (laughs) As if it's something new. Well, I'm, I don't think it's new. Yeah. Is it new? It's not new. And you know what? To be honest, I think the chasing thing... First of all, there's this relationship uh, uh, textbook in our society that's like so 2000. If you want to talk to somebody, fucking talk to them. If you think they're hot and you want to tell them that they're hot, walk up and say, you know what? You're hot. This whole chase you talk to me first i look at you first there's a rule da, 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 da. it's bullshit and i'm being a hypocrite because i like to be chased i like people to walk up to me first okay but with men it's like just do- i have seen so many men miss opportunities with women because they're whatever they're insecure they don't know how to talk they're lame ain't got no game something but um (laughs) you know they miss opportunities because they couldn't just say hi like what is you staring at my ass gonna get you right that's i was just about to talk about that chasing is flattering but really be into me like or let me know what you want from me or what you like about me just up front 
chase me for what you want and see if we collab like see if we like are on the same page and then there you go then you you made a match that's all it takes i think there's this thing should we call it chasing as if someone's running away from you as you're chasing them (laughs) which that's not i don't nobody wants that you want them to you want someone to run towards you while you're running towards them Mm -hmm. that's a healthy chasing relationship yeah dang it's a trend i'm like yeah i don't think it's a trend maybe it's more noticeable rachel and i definitely have been in situations where we're like wow he's really just gonna stare and not say anything well i'm glad this trend if it is a trend i'm glad it started because i'm glad that men are less desperate you know (laughs) shots taking shots (laughs) burn (laughs) well let's move on on that note okay this is a heavy one so i had um okay so i just had one of our followers on instagram oh my god you guys that send us please send us your stories please dm us we love talking to you guys and finding out what you want to talk about what you guys are going through we want to talk about it all we do have our own agenda as what we want to talk about on our podcast but the reason the past couple of days i've been asking you guys for what you want to hear what you want us to talk about is because we want to connect with y'all at the end of the day like like i said in the other one this is not a finesse rachel and i sit here and talk about this shit on the daily on our own and we would love for more people to get into this conversation but she reached out to me um yesterday and followed up today about she wants to talk about dating regarding race and religion to be super honest, I don't have that much experience um, regarding those two topics. Growing up, my mom was, uh, you know, very date who you want. Obviously, she was leaning towards me dating black. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. They view it as, oh, you're being racist, which it, it can go into that discriminatory um you know vibe but that wasn't the vibe it was very date who you want but you know then the empowerment of our own people is certainly black love so you know i've been i've been raised in that as far as religion uh my mom i did grow up with a multitude of religions you know um my mom is southern baptist southern black baptist to be super specific we did dabble in the mormon church the church of latter-day saints for a second um i have gone to temple before i have been to mosque before i've been to buddhist temples before my mom is very spiritual we both are so dating outside my religion i don't really claim one on my own but i do see that there has to be it has to be so hard for people who grow up with a religion that shapes your whole culture for example like islam islam uh you know that religion it's very rich in its in its history and its culture and the ethnicities within it and so you know being and especially when you're from a from a muslim country where the whole country the whole culture is um you know evolves around religion so dating someone outside of that who is maybe ignorant um you know doesn't understand doesn't respect you actually let me go all the way back it actually has nothing to do with it (laughs) sometimes it has nothing to do if they respect you or not it's just a simple fact that you're not the same religion Mm -hmm. um you know and she's uh this follower is having 
issues with people not uh you know respecting her she's very beautiful so you know i'm sure she gets people walking up trying to talk to her all the time who just want sex or whatever um i do believe she is muslim and so you know there are regards to that as um is it abstinence just just abstinence is that what it is different types yeah not all muslims do one thing yeah true true but in regards to her it she wants to wait till she gets oh. married um so um you know there's that and so i feel like <sighs> dang i just wish anyone going through something like that you will find stay true to yourself and you will find someone who loves you for who you are and they will respect you respect your religion now it would be easier to find someone who is the same religion as you um but you know then it goes into if they're not and that's where i don't uh, it's hard for me to you know identify because i'm like damn i can't even imagine how hard that is Mm -hmm. yeah you know that inner that that's such an inner conflict i don't know there's always issues with appropriation as well, especially when um, the partner, your partner isn't a part of your culture or religion and you want to, they want to understand. And I think understanding is the basis for, um, under, for a healthy relationship that doesn't have appropriation in it, if that makes sense. I think your spiritual goals, even if you are in a different culture or religion than your partner, your spiritual goals, both of y'all's spiritual goals need to be on the same plane. And maybe there could be secular things that you could do together, you know, that have nothing to do with either one of your religions. And that's how you bond. Mm-hmm. Um I dated someone who was from the Yoruba tribe, whose father was a pastor, Christian pastor. And, you know, he respected me. I was actually an atheist then. I, you know, didn't believe in God back then. I do now. And, but he respected me. Like he understood, he did, I don't know. We, yeah, we talked about it. He understood. And I'd never judged him for, you know, believing in God and for being, you know, Christian. So that that's really my opinions on that. I think I'm learning my I'm learning now kind of what religion I want to choose, what how, you know, how I want to define my spirituality is still in the works, is still in the progress. So I'm interested to and I think a lot of people my age are like in their early 20s are like that. They're not necessarily keeping the traditions of their family, but and they're trying to you know, form their own path. So I'm just interested in who I'm going to meet, you know, in their, in their progress, where they're at and, um, how a mixture or collaboration of culture Mm -hmm. can, you know, breed into a relationship. Yeah. It's definitely something, um, you know, we need to address more and, you know, and, and, people all over the world especially with the stigmas and stereotypes against different religions people aren't very open they're very shut off especially you know ever since 9-11 people view um islam they they don't even understand it they don't even seek to understand they just put a label on it there it is it's done whatever they don't care um and so regarding race this is a two-part so regarding race again i've never had that issue 
Um, you know, I'm, you know, as I got older, I discovered on my own, um, I want a black ass husband and black ass kids. There it is. I've never had pressure from my parents to choose whatever you love, who you love. Um, but you know, I do know, uh, and sometimes it does tie into religion still, but I do know I, I have friends where, you know, their parents are tripping because they're dating, um, a black guy. Their parents are tripping because they're dating, um, you know, uh, a white girl or so on and so forth. And I think, um, dating outside your race, it, uh, it's hard because, um, in America right now, we have this narrative that we're a melting pot. Don't ever say that to me, ever. We are not a melting pot. We are all different. And it's okay to recognize our differences. So you're telling me, so you're telling me that if you're dating, so, so let's say, so you're telling me that if we're dating, and let's say you're a white guy, you don't know that I'm black. You, you just don't see color. You don't know that I'm black. You don't think me being black is more than just my skin or just a check mark on a census. I have a culture behind me being black. I have things that you need to understand about me being black. And so when I'm dating outside my race, race is important. It does make a difference. And to have that be an effect in your relationship sucks. Because I've met people where they're like, oh, they try to talk to me about, um, you know, well, you know, uh, they try to pull the reverse racism thing. They say, oh, Trayvon shouldn't have been walking down in that neighborhood. He had no business. Oh, well, black people in the riots and black people in this. And I'm like, well, we can't date then. (laughs) we can't date we're not on the same page and you know it it does have to do with them not being black but then it also has to do deal with them being ignorant as well and so i have my own issue i have my own things regarding race so i couldn't imagine if it's coming from your parents or your family you know what i mean mm-hmm. definitely i you know to dating outside your race i'm a little just i'm a little skeptical of dating white people <laughs> i'm just gonna say that but that, that's just where i am at in my progress i'm not skeptical about white people like i love white people like some white people you know it's all good yeah. <laughs> um but in terms of dating them i just like don't know if they will could be down like with my solidarity or if they could understand my pain if they could comfort me like be if they could have em- empathy for me i don't know if like a white partner could never experienced it so i'm not sure um i can't actually disprove this but that's all what i'm skeptical i'm actually pro you know dating outside your race i think it's unfortunate when parents are like uptight and they believe the stereotypes i actually wanted to ask like it'd be cool if like people could talk about feeling like they're in a dom like a domineering relationship like sometimes when in terms of i'm gonna go back to islam in terms of um hijabi women women who veil there's always this perception from the west the western states like america that these women are oppressed because they veil 
you know, that's not necessarily true. That's a stereotype. Not all women are oppressed who are Muslim and who veil. And veiling actually originated in Christianity and Judaism as well. Not originated, but it, it you know, was practiced in both of, in all of these religions. So it's not necessarily something new and only, you know, subjected to Islam. And a lot of times when it's interesting, like I think that men who are Muslim or who aren't Muslim, who want to date uh, w- women and who are okay with them being hijabis or bailing, you know, either one, it's both good terms, um, that they won't see them as less than, they won't see them as like the oppressed. And I'm sure that these men know that. Like if you're, you know, into women who veil, you're probably down with it. You understand that that's their choice. You understand that the, it's uh, like a marker either of their modesty or of their devotion or just of their fashion. You know, it's just a choice. That's just what I want to say about that. I think that we're done with our questions. I think we have one more. Oh, we have one more? Oh, no, wait. We actually have two more, to be honest. Um, We have the... Okay, so we have this one. Mm. Wait, where is it? It's oh, it's on mine. Okay. Dang, y'all, we're at 25 minutes. This is crazy. Crazy. Um, okay, so it's on mine. Uh, do women... Wait, where is it? I'm so annoyed. Oh, do you think women have emotional privilege? I honestly don't understand this question. Emotional privilege? Because we're emotional? Yeah, Rachel, take it. I, don't I think it's asking, like, why can't... I think when you bring up women, I, I see men always there. Like, the, even though it's a question about women, I think I'm going to talk about men. <laughs> because I think it's, like, asking, why can't men be emotional? Why can only women be emotional? Oh. And I think that that's not true, of course. Men can and should be emotional. They, I think that is an issue that men have of not showing because they're raised as, like, being as that they should be hard or they should be you know not ever wave not they shouldn't cry like i don't know i am sorry if you were raised like that but it's okay i just want you to know it's okay as a man um as a trans man to cry to show emotion to be expressive um to your partner and to your family and to your loved ones even i you know i hope one day we can get there where we can be emotionally expressive out in the open in public or at our jobs but definitely within your own family that needs to be there just because emotional intelligence is important and emotional health is important as well it coincides with your mental health as as well Mm -hmm. um do you do you think you want to um put your say in this mm-hmm. okay yeah i've encountered so many men in my life who who are half a who are half a man to be honest you are half a man when you do not tap into your emotional side you are not whole when you shut off parts of yourself you are half a man you think you're so hard you think you're so tough you're not even whole when you're not in touch with yourself and society has put that pressure 
especially in the black community, that you have to be a certain way to identify a man. If you do this, you are not a man. If you did, if you do this, you're gay. Your 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 sexuality changed. Right. If you're not a certain way, oh, your 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 sex just changed. If you're if you're a certain way, all of a sudden you're not a man. You're not straight. You're not this. You're not that. What is straight? What is a man? What is whatever? Just this this as a woman, I take this okay emotional privilege fine i'll take it i'll accept that for right now i might change my mind um later but i'll accept that right now i love how i'm able to express myself people and and you know i don't have this tie on me now there is that other hand where people are like oh well you're like that because you're a woman well no sir that's on you you don't understand emotions or um or identifying or sex at all but I, I like Rachel said, I do feel, you know, I'm sorry if you were raised like that and if you had to um, shut off parts of yourself to feel like a man. But, you know, you're, you're not whole when you do that. You're not yourself. You're struggling. You're hurt inside. Um, and so in that respect i wish we could let go of that stereotype that to be a man you have to be hard you have to be macho machismo machismo you have to be a certain way um to identify as a man it's fucked up i just have one more thing to say on this topic being or using the word emotional as an adjective as a degrading term or a slur is just another way to discriminate against women I feel. Um, Do we have any more questions? I think um, we did have a question on Instagram that was, why do people... Oh, sorry. Um, It was, why do people... What makes someone want to get into relationships or start relationships? Um, As humans, we are uh, social beings. Um, Ever since the beginning of time, we are tribal. We are communal. Um we thrive off of relationships we have you know there are many studies of people who have been abused grew up secluded um with no one talking to them interacting with them oh what's that oh genie i think her name is genie do you remember that hearing that story in the oh dang i think it was a story in the 70s 80s something about this girl who was horribly abused um her parents didn't talk to her uh, I think she was secluded in a room or a closet or something. And when she was finally found, she was, uh, you know, she developed um, some developmental delays. She was not able to talk. Where was she living? It was in the United States. And with who? Her parents. No, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm saying, I'm sorry, I might be saying this whole story wrong. No, but no, I just was wondering what relationship she was in with her parents. Though. Oh, yeah, this is her parents. And um, in college, I did a study on this. And wrote a paper on it because we were um it was in connection to linguistics because she wasn't able to talk um but it also relationships no one talked to her she was secluded she was very emotionally uh and socially awkward so you know to be in a relationship you want that you just want you just want someone with you is it can it just be that simple you just want someone with you um you know when i was ready for a relationship i was ready to grow with someone to love someone for someone to love me um and just to have you know just to have a partner um through life it's low it can be lonely out here i mean of course i'm not saying you have to be in a relationship to be whole or to be happy but 
Um, for me personally, I definitely wanted to be in one because I was just ready to share and grow and love and have that, you know, really deep experience with somebody. For me, I want to start a relationship because I want to be taken care of and I also want to take care of someone Mm -hmm. and I want to be listened to and I want to listen to someone and I want to be, you know, um, I want someone to care what I say about what I say, you know, and I'm looking for an equitable playing field where there's sharing compatibility empowering on both sides non-judgment like no judging please only but you know it's not going to be i'm not trying to ask for some fairy tale shit either the i think the perception of women who women wanting fairy tale dreamy relationships is another way to make women seem like they don't have the capacity to like think about what a healthy relationship would be like and i think that's a little messed up i think you know women are more than just robots we don't just see princess movies and want to be like that and um yeah so i I mean in terms of wanting to start one i think people can start it for different reasons where depending on where they are in, in their life i think having someone with you as a partner to you know, share things with, even if you're doing long distance, like to communicate, having someone to communicate and that, that you get, oh, that is really, really great. Even if they're not perfect, what they're saying is not perfect. You don't necessarily agree or they're, or think, or maybe you could even think that they shouldn't even think certain ways, you know, you're letting them have the platform to at least express it. That's what I think people go into or or at least stay in relationships for that. Yeah, I just, um, this is, oh man, can you open your phone? I just found this article on Genie. I just wanted to, um, make sure I'm just giving you guys the right information. So Genie, it's the name that she was given, but it says, I'm reading from Wikipedia. Um, in college and high school, you're told to not use Wikipedia. I love Wikipedia. Like, I know people can change the shit, but like, it's a good, like, first platform to get information from. Whatever. I love Wikipedia. Anyway. So it's an American feral child who was an, who was a victim of severe, severe, I can't talk, severe abuse, neglect, and social isolation. And, um, child psychologists and linguistics use her story because, she because like i said you know she was secluded she was severely abused and he kept her strapped to her father kept her strapped to a toilet and then would bind her to a crib um and forbade anyone from interacting with her providing her with no stimulation at all she was completely isolated no one talked to her no one played with her nothing we are not meant to be lonely you guys it's abuse it is abuse we're not meant to be lonely and she had a limited amount of speech um you know she didn't acquire language as a child uh you know without that you're you're man yeah we need it her social skills, communication skills, nonverbal skill, even her nonverbal skills, even the way she presented herself and acted nonverbally was a little out of touch because no one talked to her. 
you know um so as humans we definitely uh need that stimulus we we thrive over relationships that's why networking is so important meeting new people i'm on this vibe of meeting new people i actually hate people but i'm on this vibe of i like love i'm just kidding um i'm on this vibe of meeting new people making connections um you know rachel and i are definitely believers in energy and you know feeding off of each other giving back that energy putting it into the universe making connections that's all uh you know something that i'm really big on all these questions you guys dang what are we at now we are at 36 minutes this is sick yeah let's wrap it up yeah we are um we're about to eat we're about to upload i'm so excited to play this back and listen we will definitely do this again you guys because we love um the questions you send in um as you can see we could really go in (laughs) these questions lead into subtopics which lead into sub subtopics and you know um we really do enjoy this so we will um let you know when we're having another upload when we have another topic we want your input input um definitely stay connected on our twitter dark sugar pod our instagram talk dark sugar podcast and from there you can see our personal instagrams which we also would like you to follow um and yeah should we i'm gonna plug our instas um i did it in the beginning ray bay simmons um ray spelled like bay r-a-e B-A-E Simmons <laughs> S-I-M-M-O-N-S and plug me, plug me. what's your handle? Oh Kiana Blass <laughs> yes. Kiana yeah, yeah. at Kiana Blass yeah ooh I smell spaghetti dude let's go okay, alright w- we out enjoy your days I love you <laughs>